Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Everybody, a happy Independence Day to all of you, and happy birthday, America. I hate when I hear athletes, and what is it, Michelle Obama, who said for the first time she's proud of her country. Remember people like Colin Kaepernick, who take a knee, saying, oh, you know, I've got a problem with this country. I hate when I see people that. I, to me, it's upsetting. I love this country. It is the greatest country in the world. Uh, the flag still stands for freedom. As Lee Greenwood sings so beautifully and God bless the USA. And it is the greatest country in the world. And we have to find a way for young people to be inspired about this country and for people to be inspired to join the U.S. military. The military now is having some of the lowest recruitment levels ever in American history. And that's because I think young people feel like they're not that proud of this country or they're not that excited because they hear these people over and over again trashing America or saying, oh, it's not that great. And these are people who live in this country. And these are people who, you know, enjoy the fruits of this country. I feel like saying, if you don't like it, leave. Why don't you go to a third world country and see how you enjoy it there for about five minutes and you'll be kissing the ground coming back to America. I'll tell you, when I was living overseas, uh, I lived in Spain for a year, and I remember when I came back to the United States, Spain's a beautiful country, and I traveled all over the world, and I got to see a lot of great places, and I got to see a lot of places that weren't that great. And I remember when I came back to American soil, I just cried because I was so happy to be home. It just felt free. It felt great. And there was something just so wonderful to be in this great country of ours, and there's no place like America uh, there is absolutely no place like our great nation, and we need to be able to inspire people to do the right thing and join this country, give back, think about service to our nation again. And we also need to shame the people who don't agree with this country, the people who sit there and say, oh, it ain't that great. Well, then leave. How about all these celebrities who always say, uh, you know, if uh, so-and-so gets elected, I'm going to go to uh, Canada or Zimbabwe. Well, then go. You know, they're still in America because they just say that because they know America is a great country. They don't want to live in Canada, especially with the fires these days. You know, they don't want to be there. They want to come to America because it is indeed the greatest country in the world. And one of the people who absolutely pushes hard for this country is President Trump. And there's no doubt about it. Um, You see the rallies. Every time he does these rallies, it's red, white and blue. 
There are flags everywhere, or red and white, wearing the MAGA hats. And one of them, over the weekend, he did this enormous rally in Pickens, South Carolina. Pickens is a beautiful small town. I used to go to University of South Carolina, and Pickens is a beautiful sort of picturesque sort of, you know, uh, like Norman Rockwell hometown, if you will, feel. Um, beautiful, small little main street. And guess what? That street was packed because they had about 50 thousand people who showed up for a rally and it just shows that people love trump they still connect with him and there's still this amazing amazing affection towards him and the spirit of where he is saying that he wants to quote make america great again so take a listen here's a little bit of the crowd chanting for trump uh over the weekend in pickens south carolina you could tell there's a lot of love there And it was a sea of people. And also South Carolina leader Henry McMaster also explained why he says the time is ripe for Trump to come back to the White House. We in so deep, we got to make a change. And I believe and I believe you believe the only man that there is that can do that is Donald J. Trump. He is the man. And things are getting really nasty between Trump and Ron DeSantis. Of course, Ron DeSantis in the number two position, very successful governor of Florida. And he seems to be having a lot of missteps of late. Um, he seems to be miscalculating, I think, first off, trying to find his way, find his path. Uh, even with all these indictments, Trump continues to skyrocket even more. Uh, it's like every indictment, uh, as he told uh, my buddy Andrew Giuliani over the weekend, it's like a badge of honor. Uh, he keeps getting up and up and up in the polls because people are just seeing through what it is and saying it's political pos- persecution uh, in an ultimate way. And so DeSantis is trying to figure out ways to kind of burst through and carve his lane. And here is one that he did. Here's a new video that just was put out. And uh, this, I think, is a huge misstep. And a lot of people are saying this is ill time. Take a listen. This is DeSantis. I will do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens. If Caitlyn Jenner were to walk into Trump Tower and want to use the bathroom, you would be fine with her using any bathroom she chooses. That is correct. In the future, can transgender women compete in this universe? Yes. Make America great again. I cannot think of anything more horrifying. It really has shut down. Just produced some of the harshest, most draconian laws that literally threaten trans existence. Congratulations, Ron Sanders. Mission accomplished. You win. The music alone is like, I feel like I'm in like a, like a European disco or something like that. That was wild. But what a weird ad to be putting out. This is by DeSantis's team basically saying that Trump, you know, uh, would allow 
you know, Caitlyn Jenner to go to the bathroom, obviously. Um, and then saying, well, DeSantis is being criticized by the media for being tough on LGBTQ. I mean, I don't think it, I, I, it's just, it is, it's not well done. I don't think it's well intentioned. And I think there's some really bizarre nuances there. And that I don't think is a winning strategy. And by the way, a lot of people have been coming out going, what a weird ad. Uh, why do you think DeSantis is kind of doing, it seems like a little bit of a Hail Mary, a little bit of desperation to try to get some headlines because Trump is sucking all the oxygen out of the air. Every single time there's an indictment or there's a case or there's something, uh, you know, Trump goes up in the polls. Trump is out there doing interviews. People want to talk to him. DeSantis isn't making himself as accessible. And even at the rallies and stuff, he's not having as big of a crowd. He's trying to burst through. So do you think he will or do you think, uh, as I believe, it is Trump's to lose? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Kevin in Boston. Line two. Kevin, your thoughts. Well, thank you, Rita. I just want to wish everyone at the WBC affiliates and beyond and your great crew that's working the board right now and doing all what they're doing, and you in particular, just my inherent gratitude for keeping prosperity alive when right now we're in an age that we do need the resurgence. This was about the same period and the length of time. Tomorrow we're going to exhibit the official 247 years of our young nation. And I'm looking out to where I'm on a pier outside Boston Harbor, where it began in 1773 from Griffin's Wharf. Right. Uh, the Boston wow. Tea Party. Yep. Yes. And when I say that, I mean, from when you started earlier, you had the conversation with Andrew Cuomo. Uh, Andrew, no, Giuliani. Andrew Giuliani. Andrew Giuliani. Jo- big, by, by the way, big difference, Kev, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> what a slip up that was. But he should be in the governor's house and he should be in Albany. And followed by Joe and BJ, each one of them so astutely minded and have the compassion of love for their community, their neighbor, their citizen in the country. Uh, We we need to get that back, Kev, don't you think? It's like, like, especially you being there, you know, at the start of it all there in Boston, um, as we're talking about Independence Day, we need to get it back so people appreciate. I feel like a lot of young people in this country just take it for granted. And and maybe because in my home and also the great people that I work with here, um, all such patriots and people who just love this country and appreciate it and appreciate what freedom means and what it means to lose freedom. Um, it, how do we get it? How do we bring it back? And and I agree. I think there's something when Trump speaks and says we need to make America great again. And And I say this to you, Kevin, just because. I have known President Trump for decades. I've had, you know, many conversations with him. There is no doubt in my mind that he loves America and that he appreciates this country and that he is all in for the country and in terms of caring and really wanting it to be the greatest country in the world. So when he came up with the logo, you know, uh, the motto, I want to make America great again, and now I want to make America great again and again, um, I'm not surprised but because he really does deeply care. Do you believe 
um, uh, that's where this is headed, the nomination? Or do you think DeSantis could take him over? What are your thoughts, Kev? Oh, man. Uh, the, the man with the badge and the sheriff, uh, number 45, is we know every fiber of his body. He's he concerned no one could take and deflect all what he has since pretty much constant day in, day out since 2015. But bringing it back to how the resurgence, I actually think in some ways, Rita, we have to reexamine, do what Lincoln did. Uh, with uh, the Sedition Acts, and we need to start holding people accountable in every which way, from print, the libelous and slander that's out there day in, day out, and until we either bankrupt these people, court case after court case, how when our mainstream media, that fourth pillar of our government that is so distasteful as with for the allegiance to what those great men did, or they poured thousands of years of history in five months and created that document. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and, and to your point, Kev, we have to appreciate um, fairness and honesty to people and cover all sides, which is something I try to do on this show. Um, you know, I, what amazes me about the media today, Kev, is that it's like, uh, it's like alternate universe. Like I'll watch one media and I'll watch another one and the other one won't even cover something major that happened. And there are some media that have barely even touched the Hunter Biden IRS whistleblower story. I mean, that's a huge story. Uh, you have two IRS whistleblowers coming forward, and they're not even covering it as if it doesn't exist, just like the Hunter Biden laptop, which they hoped didn't exist, which had been verified by the FBI. I mean, it does such a great disservice to the American public. Put all the details out there and then let the American public, each and every one of us, decide who we want to vote for and what is, you know, what we care about. Uh, but don't shield us from the facts. Uh, that's an insult, and it's a tremendous disservice to this great country and the values we hold dear. Kevin, you're terrific. you got to call back again. We love you. Thank you for the nice words, and I hope you have a great Fourth of July. Everybody, we're going to continue with your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222, and you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. President Trump, the man to instill pride back in America. Joe Biden clearly uh, is not being taken seriously. If you see what's happening in China with the fact that they are beefing up military uh, tied to the Chinese military, moving them to Cuba for a spy station 90 miles off our shore. Also, Biden seems to be negotiating with Iran, working on a secret deal with Iran uh, coddling China overall, uh, not really being tough on Russia. Uh, remember the whole minor incursion, which was basically a green light to go into Ukraine. Uh, I can list things over and over again. What about the withdrawal of Afghanistan? Uh, is a time where America is yearning for leadership and clarity and someone who is protecting the homeland and at least plugging our borders as opposed to wide open one 
which is clearly what we have at our southern border. Well, President Trump also spoke with Andrew Giuliani over the weekend, and uh, he talked about how no matter what they throw at him, his poll numbers keep going up. And he says it's because he has a clear message and it's clear on what he stands for. Take a listen. People understand. First of all, they know me so well. So it's not like some innocent guy had something like that happen because they'd be out of politics immediately. But the public knows me and my numbers have gone up very, very substantially. We're leading everybody. We're leading Ronda Sanctimonious by a massive amount and we're leading Biden by a tremendous amount. So, you know, it's it's a terrible thing. It shouldn't be happening. But the people understand it, which is the most important thing. They do get it. Yeah, we'll win that stuff. But they do get it. And people do get it. And you know what, Trump? You've got clarity. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Chris in the Catskills on line four. Chris, your thoughts about all of this? Hey, good evening, Rita. Uh, I think Trump is making a big strategic error if he doesn't decide to participate in the debate for a number of reasons. Uh, The first one being that he's got to identify with voters that aren't his supporters in order to win. Trump is the poster child for the populist movement that's to the right of our modern political scene in this country. And nobody's going to out-Trump Trump on the Republican side to beat him in the primary. But with that being said, strategically, he should choose the base in the swing states and really turn into a wonk. Hey Chris, get closer I, to the closer to the receiver. You're a little off. He needs to he needs to turn himself into a strong policy wonk. Trump instinctively has been good on a few issues historically, like the Iraq War. He's had a very balanced perspective on health care, but uh, if he really wants to appeal to voters that aren't Republicans and aren't Trump Republicans, he's got to change his style of debating and go out there and do it. You know, that's a great point, Chris, 1000 percent. I think you make an excellent point that he needs to kind of show himself and show the diversity and the different layers that he has. That's a superb point. Thank you. Let's go to Norman. Line two. Norm, your thoughts. Hello, Rita. Uh, Yeah, my thoughts are I wish that they wouldn't be going at at each other, DeSantis and Trump, as savagely as they do. Um, uh, That commercial, my God, that commercial. What is he trying to insinuate, that President Trump uh, uh, wears Melania's clothing or something in that commercial? I don't don't know what. Isn't that weird, Norm? It's really odd, really odd. Norm, I'm sorry, I can't hear you, Norm. Go ahead. Especially that hard-beaten disco music. That's pretty weird. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, I wish they'd get it together. Uh, it's clear who the opposition is. It's Joe Biden and the Democrats. Yeah, no, you're right. they got to stay laser-focused on the prize and not eat their young. The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night on the Rita Cosby Show, especially on this extended July 4th weekend, a powerful story coming from Avon, Ohio, 
where police there sprung into action over the weekend after a woman veered off of the interstate, rolling her car down a nearly 20-foot embankment. Her car then flipped on its roof and it crashed into three feet of water, trapping the woman inside her vehicle. Upon arriving at the site, Avon, Ohio police officers proceeded down the embankment into a 20-foot wide by 15-foot tall retention basement. And that's when an officer broke the rear passenger glass in order to gain access to the vehicle. Officers were then able to reach inside and open the front passenger door, allowing them to climb inside the vehicle where they were able to pull the woman safely out of the driver's seat. But the difficult rescue was not over yet. With the assistance of the fire department, the woman was carried across the water-filled retention basement to a safer embankment. First responders then placed the 64-year-old woman onto a backboard, and she was taken to a local hospital. The police officers there from Avon, Ohio, were able to successfully rescue the woman and said, thankfully, she did not sustain life-threatening injuries. Bravo to our great law enforcement uh, that do dramatic rescues almost every single day. And thank goodness this woman is safe and alive, thanks to the great work of our law enforcement. Well, I am so proud of this country, and I know that you are, too. I think about it every single day, not on just July 4th, but literally all the time, because it is such an incredible country and such a special place. And I hate when I see these people, and it includes especially athletes, who trash this country. Uh, it's shameful. I, I hated when I would see Colin Kaepernick take a knee and get others to take a knee, because it was during our national anthem. It was at a time of pride. And it was at a time where we need to be honored and to be talking about recognizing the heroes of our country and the great people in this country. And yet we didn't see, you know, you'd see him take a knee and you'd see other people take a knee. Um, You know, if you have grievances with this country, take it up at another time, not when we're playing the national anthem at a time where we should be honoring our veterans and those who fought and died for this country, as so many people did. Well, now, after the recent Supreme Court decisions, there have been a lot of people on the Democratic side that have been taking a lot of issue with our country, trashing the U.S. Supreme Court. After the affirmative action decision and the student loan decision and a lot of these others, as opposed to saying, well, no, I understand. Well, the student loan decision was because Congress is the one that holds the purse strings. The president can't just unilaterally say, I'm going to raise something that's hundreds of billions of dollars and Americans are going to be stuck with the bill. There's this checks and balances. It's called the U.S. Constitution. And that's the, you know, that's the Congress and that's the presidency. That's the executive branch. And the Congress. So guess what? Uh, they're not seeing it that way. They're seeing it when there's a decision that they like, it's the best court in the land. And however, recently, with some of the other decisions that took place last week where the court ruled against Democrats or their values, they didn't like it. So now they are attacking the court. Well, and a number of people are going out. Jamil Hill, uh, who, of course, as a sportscaster, came out and said Asians fought for white supremacy. Because remember, it was the Asian students who were saying that they were given the short shrift with Harvard and University of North Carolina and others. Uh, those were the folks who were fighting and overturning affirmative action, saying that they had perfect grades and they were just passed over uh, for quotas at schools for African-Americans. So it was an interesting point. 
And now a WNBA star is really taking it to a whole new level. This woman, Natasha Cloud, again, a basketball player for the Women's uh, you know, National Basketball Association, says, quote, Our country is trash in so many ways. And instead of using our resources to make it better, we continue to oppress marginalized groups that we have targeted since the beginning of times. Black, brown communities and LGBTQ plus uh, men are too uh, are too powerful to still be attacking issues separate. Our country is trash. I, I mean, this is a woman. I'm sure she's friends with Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner now stands, by the way, when the anthem is played because she gets it. Guess what? It took her to be stuck on a gulag in Russia for her to get it. But at least she gets it. Doesn't this woman know her? And take a listen to what AOC had to say over the weekend. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she doesn't like the decisions either. And now she's blasting America and the Supreme Court. Courts, if they were to proceed without any check on their power, without on their power, uh, then we will start to see an undemocratic and frankly dangerous authoritarian expansion of power in the Supreme Court, which is what we are seeing now, from the overturning of abortion rights to the ruling that discrimination and, frankly, stripping the full personhood and dignity of LGBTQ people uh, in the United States. This is, these are the types of rulings that signal a dangerous creep towards authoritarianism and centralization of power in the court. And then she took it one step further. Listen to this. If Chief Justice Roberts will not come before Congress for an investigation voluntarily, I believe that we should be considering subpoenas. We should be considering investigations. We must pass pass much more binding and stringent ethics guidelines where we see members of Cong- uh, where we see members of the of the Supreme Court potentially breaking the law. As we saw in the refusal, you know, with Clarence Thomas to recuse himself uh, from cases implicating his wife in, in January 6th. And she further said, just like they tried to do to Trump twice, now she says it's time to go after the Supreme Court justices. There also must be impeachment on the table. We have a broad level of tools to deal with misconduct overreach and abuse of power. And the Supreme Court has not been receiving the adequate oversight necessary in order to preserve their own legitimacy. And in the process, they themselves have been destroying the legitimacy of the court, which is profoundly dangerous for our entire democracy. And I think her rhetoric is extremely dangerous. Here you've got AOC saying all these things uh, that America is authoritarian after these decisions. And it comes again at a time where people are saying pride in America is at an all-time low, essentially. How sad is that, that 39% of Americans say they're, quote, extremely proud to be an American. Uh, and that is basically unchanged from last year at the same time. And this comes as military recruitment is so low uh, down by about the goal, about 25% of their goal. I mean, that is really sad because a lot of young people don't appreciate this country anymore. And they hear people like AOC trashing not just America, but trashing the institutions like the Supreme Court. You also see this woman, as I mentioned, Natasha Cloud, this WNBA star, saying the same thing. And when you see that, 
they feel like it's open season. Why should I go fight for this country? What a shame that is. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alex on line two from Brooklyn. Alex, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, thanks so much for taking the call. Let me tell you something. You know, AOC says that all these decisions are authoritarian in the United States under authoritarian government leadership. The authoritarian things that were going on in this country was during COVID when people like AOC shut down states and cities. It's democratic governed cities and states. That was authoritarian stuff. That was that was dictatorship. Those lockdowns that put people out of business and screwed up people's for the rest of their lives, a lot of people went down the tubes because of that. But I wanted to comment about the Supreme Court, uh, and they want to pack the court. You know, if, you, if they pack the court now, it's going to hit them back in the leg or in the face when Republicans have the power, and they're going to add judges. So why would Democrats want to pack the court when Republicans could do the same thing afterwards? The only reason why they would do that is if they want to take full control of the country. So they so they pack the court. They, they change things around so drastically that They'll, they'll do so many other things that Republicans will never be able to get power again. That's the only reason I'd want to pack the court is if you have full control of the country and you put it under authoritarian and dictatorship, because otherwise, if you pack the court, it's going to hit you back in the face, except if you, right, if you, if you take this thing of packing the court and use it to put the country under dictatorship. That would be the only reason why the corrupt Democratic Party would want to do that. But I just want to say one other thing about, you know, July 4th tomorrow. And I, I think Democrats who hate the country and despise the country, they should even or a half hour to think about common sense and move away from their crappy emotional thoughts. The Democratic Party is a party of drama and emotions. They should think and add up the numbers compared to other countries in the world. And they'll see that the United States is the least racist, the best financial you know, economic stability you have in the United States compared to all other countries. And if they do that, you know, they might actually start thinking positive about the United States away from their emotions. And, and they should also think when it comes to, to Republicans versus Democrats, they should stop, you know, just going with the Democratic talking points and what Democrats are saying, which are things that get them excited because it's exaggerating you know, things like what President Trump said or policies put in place by Republicans. Look at the facts, look at the numbers, add them up and come to come to, a, you know, a, a actual real results that make sense. Don't just move with your emotions. And if they do that, you'll, you'll see a lot of change in this country. If people. Yep, I agree. By the way, that. Alex, you're, you are so right. I hope that they do like kind of use the time to reflect um, and also realize, um, you know, there, there were some other new polls out. And these are Republicans, Democrats, and independents, everybody. 70% say the country's moving in the wrong direction. That's a huge number. And that includes a lot of Democrats and independents. Um, so they have to see that what they're doing isn't necessarily a lot of the things necessarily good for the country. And that's the most important thing is good for everybody, good for the country. And step back and not just play sort of the emotion card. And, uh, I, they, boy, have they cheapened the word impeachment, you know, to hear, you know, AOC go, oh, impeach, impeach, impeach. It's like every turn the word impeach, you know, it's, it's just, it cheapens it so much and it diminishes the word impeachment. That used to be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, and now it's like, oh, well, let's, we tried it twice on Trump. Like now it's like sort of Pandora's box is open. I don't know how you turn back after this, but it's like, at a moment's notice, let's impeach somebody. As you know, I don't like their decision in the Supreme Court. Let's try to impeach him, is what AOC says. And you, you are spot on. The whole mission is to pack the court, so potentially 
it's always it's overwhelmingly Democrats and that there'll never be anything that would be a balanced view coming out of the, you know, the Supreme Court again. You know, they're hoping that they could always control the court if they are the ones that suddenly put in maybe a whole bunch of new younger justices that could potentially stay for decades upon decades. They would have, you know, domination of the court as opposed to the way it has always been run for, you know, for centuries. You know, I mean, that's it is it is stunning to see this. Uh, Alex, thank you very much. Let's go to Christine. Line one. Christine, your thoughts. Yes. Hi, Rita. Good evening. Happy uh, 4th of July Eve. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I enjoy your show thoroughly because you, uh, you're you very um, compassionate and you're very patient. And sometimes, like, I'm sitting here at home and I'm like, oh, Rita, please. But anyway, <laughs> you know, you're you're just really very level-headed. But thank anyway, you. Thank you. My point. You're welcome. Um, you know, I grew up um, with, as far as the patriotism issue, um, I grew up, um, my mother always spoke about the pride in the flag. She always made us, when she saw a flag, she made us stop for a moment and, you know, be grateful. And um, so, you know, and my children, seeing her be like that, and then, of course, you know, her, her children um, kept doing it, you know, whereby the point I have a child who joined the Marine Corps. And, you know, it's very easy for people to put down this country, but you know what, when it's your child or it's your husband or your son or daughter that's fighting, it's a whole different ball game. And I think people really need to be more introspective. I mean, AOC stirring up the court issue, like, did you not have the, um, the thought of that gentleman who wanted to kill Justice Kavanaugh? Like, it's just, it's terrible. And, you know, and I lived abroad for three years um, at school. And, you know, we were grateful if the lights came on when you lifted the switch. Yeah, where did you live, by the way, when you were abroad? Where were you, Christine? Dominican Republic. Okay, all right. And I told you I lived in Spain. I lived in Sevilla, Spain, in southern Spain. Um, and, and I was happy when the lights came on, too. <laughs> so I know what you mean. Oh, Rita, I remember studying in 100-degree weather with a Coleman camping lantern so I could read my book. I mean, that thing puts off a ton of heat, and you're in 100-degree weather. Like, people are so spoiled, and, you know, if there was only a way to, like, you know, let them, yeah, go live abroad. Go go see how it is. Yeah, know? I agree. By the way, Christine, I actually think that um, everybody should live abroad at some point or at least spend a lot of time uh, in places like uh, beautiful Seville and beautiful Dominican Republic. I mean, they're both beautiful, you know, uh, beautiful places for sure. But uh, when the lights were on and things were good and the air conditioning worked, you it was a good day. Um, and you're right. They would suddenly realize just how lucky they are to be in this country where it's safe, it's good, um, the, the values of the country, the security. I mean, there's so many things about this country. And how beautiful, by the way. I love that you shared about your mom uh, always talking about the flag and how much it meant to her. Because every time I see a flag, I get emotional. Every time I hear national anthem, I get emotional. I get emotional when I hear the Lee Greenwood uh, song, you know, uh, when he sings God Bless the USA. Because I think about um, how many moments that I've been there where I've been standing next to veterans um, or at services for veterans honoring them or their families. Um, so I, I, I love that you brought back what means so much to so many of us. Uh, Christine, thank you. Your mama raised a good girl with some great values there 
And I'm so glad that you're tuning into the show. We're going to continue, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. What do you think about the fact that pride in America overall is at a very low point? Certainly not with Christine, certainly not with me, and probably not with all of you. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up on the Rita Cosby Show as we're fast approaching the 4th of July, our great Independence Day. Well, we are going to be talking about the latest in the Hunter Biden investigation. There's a lot of big developments, and we're going to be taking your calls on that as well. Plus, we're, of course, talking Trump. And also, why is pride in America low? And why are there still some of these athletes uh, that still continue to take a knee or say, America's not that great? Uh, there's this one Natasha Cloud with the WNBC, NBA, who said that America is trash. After some of the Supreme Court decisions, how spoiled are you? Do you understand how great this country is? I hate when I see that. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, we're also talking about AOC, who doesn't like those decisions last week by the Supreme Court. And now in the last 24 hours, she's saying, well, the Supreme Court, only the conservative members should be removed should be impeached, should be off the court. The rest of them are okay. And then she can go and elect all these others or nominate all these others uh, and basically pack the court. So they're all Democrats. Boy, doesn't that sound like uh, democracy? I'm being very facetious. one 800 848 Let's go to Tony. Line 8. Tony, your thoughts. Hey, Rita Cosby. What a great Independence Day. We're going to have a great one. This is Independence Eve, right? <laughs> yes, it is. It's Independence Eve together with you, which I'm thrilled, Tony. So here's here's my thoughts on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know, if you look at her history and where she's been, she's everything along with Bernie Sanders because she's his understudy. So she's she promoted him. She picked up. She's she's surpassing him in many ways, which is un-American, unconstitutional. No Declaration of Independence. They just believe in complete, absolute power, you know, by whoever's running things. There's no government by the people and for the people. And I think for young people who have lost their way a bit, either through education in schools or through families reinforcing it, she seems to be the young version of Bernie Sanders, who is just looking to destroy this country, although she has been under investigation, thank goodness, by the congressional committees and a lot of the other committees. And if you look at what she does, her legacy is really just beating down our Speaker of the House, 
beating down our Supreme Court. And that's what the Democratic Party does. So America will never hear from the Democratic Party how our country went to war with Great Britain for our independence. They'll never hear about that because if we're if we're independent, then we would have two parties. They want one party. Yeah, and by and the way, because- by the way, they don't even want a third party. You know, there's this this uh, no labels group that's thinking about maybe having a no labels candidate, maybe a Joe Manchin or somebody like that. Uh, they don't even want that. They don't want also RFK to run against Biden. They don't even want they don't even want division within their one party. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, it is crazy, Tony. Absolutely crazy. Let's go to Joe real quick. Line seven. Joe, your thoughts real quick, my friend. Real quick, Rita. AOC is a disgrace. She shot her big bokeh off and killed 13,000 jobs in her district. She should be concerned that she covers Queens and there is not a VA full service medical center, federal VA hospital in Queens or in Staten Island. And also she should be concerned that New York City, the richest city in the world, my love, and it's the only major American city. Yep, we we got to go. Unfortunately, Joe, we're coming up to a hard break, but I hear you. You're right. That whole Amazon decision was a job buster. We're going to continue your calls. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. In this hour, as we are heading close to Independence Day, July 4th, well, boy, the investigations are heating up on Hunter Biden. And some new developments to tell you about tonight as the U.S. attorney in Delaware, the guy who was overseeing uh, basically that sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden on the tax charges and also the gun charges and all of that stuff, uh, well, now he has written a letter to Congress, to Jim Jordan, basically saying that he doesn't see anything that blocked his investigation. He felt unimpeded, he said, or that he was in charge, I think is the phrasing. But then he had some interesting other phrasing, saying that he had free reign, but was, quote, geographically limited where he could bring charges. Well, that sure sounds like a bunch of word salad to me, because... There are many people who believe he could have taken the case to D.C. He could have taken it to California. He could have taken it in a whole bunch of jurisdictions, and they don't see any reason why he would have been hampered in any shape or form. And it's kind of interesting that he's speaking out. Meanwhile, we haven't heard from the other people that were on that email strain that Gary Shapley, the IRS whistleblower who came forward and was on the meetings, remember, and he has an email where he says, to his superiors, you know, hey, uh, in the meeting, uh, David Weiss, uh, the U.S. attorney, essentially said that he wasn't the final call, that he wasn't this, he wasn't that. Um, I want to make sure I understand the meeting correctly. And they wrote him back saying, yeah, that's about you got it right. So someone's not telling the truth here. And we need to get them under oath and get to the bottom of it and also get these other people who were apparently in the room at the time. 
And here is Gary Shapley. Again, he is a whistleblower. He sure sounds credible to me. Take a listen. Every taxpayer deserves to be treated fairly. And, you know, it was my oath of office to 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 make sure that that happens. And, uh, um, you know, we wouldn't meet our mission as an agency with IRS criminal investigation. And we'd really lose the trust of, of, of the people of the United States if we didn't ensure that everyone was treated fairly. And then he says the final straw again was this October 7th meeting. And again, juxtapose this with what Weiss just sent in a letter to Congress. Sounds a little fishy to me. Uh, and I tend to believe Gary Shapley. Listen. I was in the October 7th meeting, and that ended up being my red line. And uh, that's when I decided to come forward. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to put words in into the other whistleblower's mouth, but, you know, his red line was at a different time, and he did so when he thought uh, he needed to. And he was the case agent specifically. That's correct. He developed this case and worked it since 2018. And you, in a supervisory role, you uh, were in this October 7th meeting. Let's get there, because that's your red line moment. This is a moment in which your, the Delaware U.S. Attorney, David Weiss, according to you, had made this disclosure on October 7th, 2022, meeting with top IRS and FBI officials, saying what? So I was there, and I witnessed this personally. And he started with... He's not the deciding person on whether or not charges are filed or not. Not the deciding person on whether charges are filed with Hunter Biden. That's correct. Who was? So ultimately, this if you follow the path of where the venue leads you, they went to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office in March of 2022, and they presented this case to them. Uh, at the same time of that, at the same time as that was occurring, they requested discovery from the agents, which is a typical step when they're getting ready to charge. Now, I wasn't in those meetings. I asked to be in those meetings, as did the case agent, so we didn't help present to them. But after that occurred, he was no longer looking to charge in that in that district. And if it was a question of geographic limitations, give me a break. The guy who's been the U.S. attorney for a number of years, and here is this guy separately, who's those IRS senior supervisor agent, they know where their jurisdiction is. It's not like, uh, oh, I didn't know I'm not allowed to charge outside of here. He has the authority to bring charges, just walks in the door and says, hey, by the way, we're going to be working together. Even if he's not the guy who's going to be overseeing it, he just goes to the person in D.C. and says, hey, uh, I'm going to bring you into this. So the two of us are going to be working together on this. Uh, that's an easy thing. And for some reason, it's like, oh, he came out. Uh, and he said he couldn't do it, and now he's saying, I was geographically limited. That's like when you go on a blind date with somebody, and they say, how did it go? And you're like, ah, he was interesting. (laughs) I guess he wasn't cute. I guess he wasn't smart. I guess he wasn't funny. He was interesting. That's that's what I said. Oh, he was very, very nice. Very nice. (laughs) I guess he didn't set your heart on fire. That's why you say, okay, he's geographically limited, right? Anyway, here's a little bit more of Gary Shapley, and here he is talking to Brett Baer, and he says the amount of money that they went after on Hunter Biden was literally just the tip of the iceberg, that the whole tax issue, they went after him for small potatoes, and that he alone um, knows that it was a heck of a lot more, and many others do in his office. Take a listen. When prosecutors don't allow you to put the subject's name on document requests, or on search warrants, then, you know, it raises the possibility that there's more information out there we didn't find. But 
Um, but based on all of the financial records that we did find, you know, they've been they've been analyzed. And it was around eight point three million he received. From who? They came from, from China, from CEFC, came from Ukraine and from Romania. And um, you know, even even the Burisma money and, and, and it's kind of a aspect that we didn't get into, but um, the 2014 and 2015 tax years when the Burisma money was coming in. I mean, to this day, um, um, there's still around $400,000 of unreported income from Burisma in 2014. Hunter Biden was told by his partner, Eric Schwerin, that he needed to amend his returns, and he never did. So D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office declining those charges, David Weiss requesting special counsel authority and being denied, and then the statute of limitations then expires in November, December of 2022. So those years are gone. And there's no way to recoup the, 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 the money from that Burisma income. Somehow the statute of limitations just went. And meantime, Comer and James Jordan and also Jason Smith, he's on the House Ways and Means Committee. He's the chairman of that one. Uh, the other two are chairman of Oversight and Judiciary. They're working together and they are trying to put this together pronto because they know the clock is ticking. And boy, this just smells bad. And instead, they're going after Trump. And there's reports that they may go after Trump for another 30 to 45 more counts. I mean, what a bunch of double standards. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alina in New Jersey. Go ahead, Alina. Good evening, Rita. How Thank are you, my friend? I haven't talked to you in a while. Well. Where have you been? Oh, I, I've been here and there and everywhere. You've been everywhere. I'm glad you're here tonight. Thank you. Yes, I have. You're welcome. Well, there's two issues that I want to say. And one, I have to say, God bless America, that God should keep it safe. Absolutely. And protect it and guide it. Yes. And not just for us, but for the world. You know, yes. truly. I mean, really, yes. because... We are really the shining city on the hill and the role model for the world. And if we don't keep that standard and keep it high um, and and stay strong and stay firm and stay in that leadership role, I don't know who is going to, you know, China can't wait to fill that vacuum and we don't want them to fill that vacuum. Absolutely. So independence is extremely, extremely important to every people, every nation. Now, I have to tell you, my parents were immigrants from Ukraine. They came here after World War II, just like your dad, and they were sponsored to America. So I am very grateful because I am an American. Absolutely. And boy, uh, now, do you still have relatives in Ukraine, Alina? Uh, yes, I do. How are yes, they doing? Do. My goodness. They're doing as well as they can under the condition of war. But I have to say this to you, that thank God Lech Wałęsa got rid of the Soviet system from Poland, and God bless Poland for helping Ukraine and for being such a great and charitable neighbor. Yes. Thank you to Poland. Absolutely. And by the way, Alina, I know you know this, um, but at one point uh, Poland had 9 million Ukrainians in their yes. country. I mean, oh, yes. you know, that's that is a stunning amount. That's like a quarter of the population, basically, you know, yes. I mean, that's an amazing amount. Some of them have gone back to fight. 
Uh, but they literally, I'm sure you know, I have so many friends, uh, in Poland that have literally brought refugees into their homes. I, yes. I mean, talk about, uh, understanding the price of freedom. And it's because you know, um, that Poles understand, um, what it's like to be invaded and they know yes. what it's like not to be free. And they were, are trying to do whatever they can. It's really beautiful. They literally have adopted families. I mean, what country would say, you know, hey, come on in and, and literally a quarter of their population. And, um, and it just says so much about the Polish people. It makes me very proud. And yes. the fact that the Ukrainians are still fighting so heroically is really extraordinary. And, and God bless your relatives, Alina. Thank you Thank very you. much, honey. Thank you so much, Rita. Thank you. And everybody, uh, we're going to continue your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Alina just reminded us all of what America really is about and also what it's like when you don't have freedom. Uh, boy, do the people of Ukraine, the people of Poland, uh, people in many parts of the world understand that sadly all too well. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And I'm proud that I was born in Brooklyn in the U.S. of A. Garrison Beach Marine Parkway, baby. 1-800-848-9222. And as all of you know... I am a first-generation American. Uh, my father's Polish. My mother's Danish. Uh, they met in London. They came over to America on the Queen Mary, literally with a 100 bucks. That's all they had. Um, and they came here on this dream that was America, to this amazing country that was a dream to them. And obviously, uh, I'm glad that they did okay, and I'm glad I did okay. Um, but I feel so blessed, um, to have been born in this country. And every single day, uh, that my parents were alive, they were so grateful of what America stood for, what the flag stood for, not just to this country, but literally to the world, because they both grew up in the, as young people in World War II. My mother remembers hiding from the bombs, uh, you know, that were going on in Denmark. Remember, there was a lot of trouble in Denmark, and certainly Poland, uh, was obliterated by the Nazis. And also by the Russians. And so my father understood the price of freedom and how much uh, America meant and its leadership meant to the world. And that's why right now we are so rudderless under this president. And there's so many like double standards. We're seeing what's going on with Trump. And then on the other hand, now we're seeing what's going on with the Hunter Biden investigation. By the way, Hunter went to Camp David with his father again this weekend. It's like he's not even hiding right after the whistleblower, Gary Shapley, who came out and made those statements. And a lot of his testimony came out and was made public. Within hours, it was the prime minister. It was the state dinner for the prime minister of India. And you would think Hunter Biden shouldn't be anywhere near the White House at a time like that, where they're talking about this plea deal for him. And Merrick Garland's there. So is, of course, his father, the president, And there he is, mucking it up, shaking hands, acting like a a celebrity in the room, working the crowd, smiling. And every time his father gets asked about the Hunter Biden investigation or the IRS, he's like, no. Like, he's like angry. Like, why are you asking me these questions? 
I mean, it is unbelievable. Let's call it for what it is. It is hypocrisy. It's outrageous because under President Trump, if you're going to go after President Trump and they're talking about even going after him more for classified documents, what, you're not even allowed to ask President Biden the question? And I'm wondering, because MSNBC, as I mentioned, spent half an hour with President Biden, didn't even ask him a single question about Hunter or the IRS whistleblowers. I wonder if he said, here are the ground rules. If you're going to talk to me, you can't ask any questions about this. Then I would say, okay, well, then no interview. We look stupid. I wouldn't do the interview. I've turned down people uh, because I would say, no, 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 I can't not ask you the obvious questions. Maybe it's not obvious to MSNBC. Maybe they're in such la-la land, it's not obvious to them. But it's obvious to all of us. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert, uh, line six. Robert, your thoughts about all this. Yeah, hi, Rita. How you doing? Well, yeah. So many things we discussed about Trump. <clears throat> Two things about Trump. Uh, DeSantis will never catch up to him. You know how many years he has uh, experienced on television? You know, the guy, he could be like Alan King, too. You know what I mean? He's funny. He has charisma, you know, sense of humor. He started with Chase Manhattan Bank, when they call it Chase Manhattan Bank, then Hertz Renicar, then McDonald's, and then The Apprentice and everything else and cameos, wrestling. He has so much more experience on television. And talking in speeches, making people laugh. But but you know what's interesting, Robert? Let me ask you. Do you think it's experience or do you think that um, some people just like people? I like people. Um, I know that some of you um, have met me at different events or things. I love to meet people. I love to say hello. I love to hear from all of you because I just naturally feel like I learn from all of you. And and I appreciate all of you and love hearing your thoughts. and some people just like to engage with people. They're social or, or they're just inquisitive. And then there's other people who are just kind of shy or put up a roadblock or just are a little distant. They're a little disconnected. And people who know Ron DeSantis better than I do, I've only met him a few times. Um, but the people that know him better say he's, he's really kind of aloof. Um, and a little disconnected. So some of it, I agree with you, is experience, like you said, because obviously all that stuff certainly helps Trump and gives him a comfort level. But then also, in addition to that, he just inherently seems like a very social guy, you know, and, and he's always been a social guy. I've known him for decades, and he's always been just seems to be very comfortable in his own skin and enjoys meeting people and and talking to people. He enjoys the town halls. He enjoys all that stuff, even talking one-on-one um, is it an experience or is it just uh, just sort of you can't fake who you are? What are your thoughts, Robert? He's so uncomfortable in front of the camera and saying the right things at the right time. When he says, I'll tell you what's it, one of his poll, his why his polls are going up very recently. When he says, listen, I had a great life. I'm rich. You know, I didn't need this. I, I'm doing it for you. They see that. Now, what the hell does he need it for? I mean, he has all the money in the world that he could he could have. He had money since he was a young boy. And now he's doing this because he really cares about the country. People see that. I agree. I that AOC. AOC funneled money into her account from uh, when she got federal funds. She funneled some of them. They hide it. The media. They made her a media creation. Yeah. And I remember, she was a bartender before all this, Robert. You're right. And you know what? Also, just like you said with Trump, he didn't need this. And And I can tell you from someone who has talked to Trump many times, um, and looked him in the eyes and talked to him. 
I absolutely do believe he loves this country. I absolutely do believe that he wants to make a difference and feels he can make a difference, feels now there's unfinished business. Um, I've always felt that he absolutely loved this country and appreciated the country and, and appreciated its greatness. Um, and, and like you said, he didn't need it. He, do, and he, and he doesn't need it now. He could sit and rest comfortably and stay in one of his resorts for the rest of his life and have a super cushy life. Uh, but he does really want to get into the fire because he does really care about this country. Um, and sees that he can make a difference. He's seeing so many things fall apart as we all are. He's seeing the open border. He's seeing crime. He's seeing so many issues overseas. And he's seeing someone who he knows he can step in and change some of those things. And, and that's commendable. One thousand percent, Robert. Let's go real quick. If we could to Jerry. Line three. Jerry, your thoughts. Yeah. Hi, Rita. I don't see how Trump can win 2024 with the way everyone is focused in this country, because at this point, no matter what they find on the Bidens and other people, I think they can make excuses and circle the wagons and they will. And the media doesn't uh, make it a big deal. So. My point really is, look who controls the FBI, the DOJ, and look how crooked they are, and look how crooked all the big city swing state mayors, police chiefs, prosecutors. What makes you think anyone's going to be prosecuted if they're thinking about tinkering with the election? Well, and and let me just talk with you about facts on Hunter Biden. If something comes out and it's clear it's in black and white, I actually think the media will have a hard time ignoring it. Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great military and their families, not just on the 4th of July, but we do this every night here on the show because you know how much we love and appreciate our military. A powerful story, this one coming from Greenwich, Connecticut, where veteran John Wersoshit was honored on Saturday at the 12th annual Hooks for Heroes fishing tournament, honoring military and first responders at Greenwich Woods Rehabilitation and Health Center in Greenwich, where he resides. It's an event that's held every year for injured veterans and to benefit disabled American veterans. And that veteran was drafted in the Polish Army, I love this, in 1942 at the age of 16 during the war against Germany. He was captured in October of that year, and he spent two and a half years as a prisoner of war in Germany, assigned to hard labor on the railroad. The U.S. Army liberated that camp in April 1945, and John remained in Germany helping U.S. troops. How beautiful. Uh, for a man who was drafted in the Polish Army. As you know, my father uh, was a part of the Polish Home Army and fought in World War II as a part of that and was also taken prisoner in Germany and escaped and saved by American troops. How beautiful to see this veteran of Polish descent honored in Greenwich, Connecticut by this terrific organization. And that's why I love doing this Support our hero segment every night because every day should basically be the 4th of July, Veterans Day and Memorial Day and so much more as we honor, of course, our incredible heroes. Well, we've also been talking about President Trump. We've been talking about some of the new poll numbers which show him ahead of President Biden. 
also, by the way, far ahead of DeSantis. He seems to be gaining and getting even more of a lead over DeSantis. And DeSantis seems to be kind of just sort of staying flat or even dropping off in a number of polls. This comes also at this troubling poll that's taking place of extreme pride in America is basically near a record low. And to me, this is really concerning. Uh, 39% of American adults say they are extremely proud to be an American. Basically, the same as last year was 38%, which was a record low. So we're pretty much at a record low. Why is the number so low and how do we turn this around? And it comes at a time where recruitment in the U.S. military uh, they've basically hit only 25% of their goal. This is in all the different branches. Why are people not more inspired to join the military these days? Has the military become too woke? I mean, there's so many things about the military where it has become too woke. And it's just, to me, it's, it's just ridiculous. The military is designed to be the best fighting force in the world. And that is the priority and the only priority of the U.S. military. There's nothing else that should matter about the U.S. military. And they brought in all these things about, you know, we should be talking about respecting these rights. We should have quotas. We should have this. It is so crazy. They've had drag shows in the military. I'm sorry, but that's not what the military is about. The military is how much drag should there be on that gun or on that bullet? (laughs) That's the most important thing. How can you beat the enemy? Because there's a lot of enemies out there right now. And that's why it is so, so important. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222, Let's go to Jeff, line six. Jeff, your thoughts about this. Rita, hi. You like the favorite cousin we like to see on the holiday and speak to every now and then. How are you? Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, you and, and I'm glad you're part you of the family, too, my friend. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you're very compassionate. Yeah, I think Donald Trump's going to pull us out. We just got to put our faith in him. He's the only one right now he's made a brass. And he can get in the engine room. He knows how to ship runs. And he, he's not going to stand over anybody's shoulder. He knows who he needs to bring it in and to get it done. And, you know, the ship's taking on water. He's going to get us out into good seas and get everything running good. Just keep our faith in him. We can't beat him up. And he's going to bring the values back in America. We need to put 9-11 on the map. We, need, we got Gay Pride Month. Okay, Black History Month. Uh, the reparation stuff is done with good. 60 years ago, racism, yes. If you do something, burn a cross on somebody's lawn, everybody wants to know. Every neighborhood wants to know. We don't want you around if you do stuff like that to anybody. We don't want racism in this world. Absolutely. You can't promote right. other things to hide other stuff. You know, when Reagan got shot, I was a young, young kid. I was in sixth grade. And I remember watching the news with my mom and seeing a Secret Service guy, McCarthy, and realizing what he did. He turned around and opened up his jacket and jumped in front of that bullet, Right. He saved Reagan. Like, that's what he did. That was his job. And then there was a fireman called uh, 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 Kevin Shea. He did a rope rescue. And then he had to go twice off a roof with the same rope and save a guy. And that was like, like this is what I remember being American. And then in 9-11, there was a one chief. He, he made it all the way to the top of the tower. He had the one guy, the tunnelful tower guy. But there was a battalion chief, Oriel Palmer. He ran all the way up. And um, radio to command, like, tell them what was going on. Like, that dude ran upstairs, like, 10 floor, 12 floors in 10 minutes. I don't know if anybody understands what kind of shape, what kind of 
you got to be in to do something like that. Well, and Jeff, but and Jeff, me, by the way, you, you're right. You're right. You are that's so American right. To me. You know, Jeff, and I want to so tell you, gotta, Jeff, I want to tell right. you the story too about a, a Medal of Honor recipient. Um, cause I've had the honor to know a number of them. There's this one guy and I think about you when you're just telling me the story of the, the fire chief running up, um, the guts of that person, like you said, you know, with the, knowing the fire is burning and running and yeah. running towards danger. Um, there's a, a Medal of Honor recipient who was under heavy fire and he ran into like, it was like 30, um, 30, um, enemies, uh, enemy, uh, soldiers in Vietnam runs towards them, runs towards the bullets. He's by himself to save his commander, takes his commander. Then another guy. So he goes back and gets another guy. Think about that. He basically straps him onto a, a mattress and he swims two miles on like a half broken mattress and one of them tied to his back. Think about the guts under fire. Uh, and that my man, that, that, that is, that is a hero. My hair and my arms are standing. Yeah. See, that's heroic. That's what we got to look at. And that's what America is about. You know, respect these men. You see a Vietnam, that guy with a veteran's hat on smile, buy him a cup of coffee. Those men, those people, the reasons that these kids run around in green hair and they're disrespectful, you know, they wouldn't get away with this in other countries. (laughs) What goes on? Only here they're allowed to, you know, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I come from a family where I helped grandpa in the garage and he had his veterans come around, and uh, some of them were black gentlemen, and they had the funniest stories. Hightower was seven foot tall. He had some funny stories when he was in the military, and they all became, you know, cops and firemen, drove the daily news truck, whatever. But we got little kids. We got to experience those stories growing up. And and and, and guess what? That's why that, that's know? why Jeff, you are so patriotic because you learned it in your home, and we got to make sure that we keep teaching that at home just like you said because you learned it and when i see these other people like this uh athlete who's upset at the supreme court decision um it's like our country is trash in so many ways it's this natasha cloud who's a wnba uh player i'm like are you kidding me you know i mean and here she is she's an african-american uh wnba player um making obviously you know, uh, a good amount of money, I would assume, at the NBA, WNBA, not as much as the NBA, the guys, but they make at least a decent amount. She's living the American dream, yet America hasn't done enough for her. Um, it's obscene when I hear people say that they have no idea uh, what it's like. Um, and I'll, all I have to say is thank goodness Brittany Griner now appreciates when she hears the anthem because she didn't necessarily appreciate it before. Sad it took that time in Russia for her to, for, to do that, but I, she needs to talk to this Natasha Cloud and every other player at the WNBA. Uh, Jeff, thank you for sharing your great stories. You're terrific. Let's go to Veronica in Maryland, line seven. Veronica, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I have a suggestion. To make people a little more patriotic, why don't they mandatorily make everyone that turns 18 serve two years in the service? Yeah, that's a great idea. You know, look at uh, Israel. Israel does that, you know, Veronica, and everybody feels invested in the state of Israel. Um, you either, and if you can't do military, you do some sort of civil service, you know, um, either way, um, you have like a, an attachment to the country, you have an appreciation to the country. Um, I just, in fact, over the weekend, I was at a party and uh, this woman came over to me. She was in the Israeli, she was an Israeli commando. 
and uh, she had been it for two years. And I was like, how was it? And she goes, it was the best moment of my life. She was the scariest moment because she was, you know, the things are tough over there in Israel. But she said it made me so proud of my country. And she said she loves everybody. Everybody in that country feels so attached to their homeland. And there needs to be some sort of service, you know, um, Veronica, like, oh, what would you do? Would you do a military? Would you do a civil service? What would you do? I would make everyone go in the service militarily, boys and girls, male or female, doesn't matter. And they can't go to college until after the two years are served. Yep. And then so give them a, dis- give them a college, discount in college. That. Give them a discount yeah, in college, absolutely. too. You know? Absolutely. Yep. You'll teach them something. I agree. I imagine it'd be like, uh, go over to that foxhole. Uh, guess what? Uh, you know what? A couple of them uh, might go to the bathroom in their pants, but uh, they'd certainly exactly. appreciate this country. <laughs> Veronica, I love Absolutely. it. You are terrific. What a great idea this 4th of July. You are terrific. Uh, let's go to John, line one, in Brooklyn. John, your thoughts? Uh, Rita, let me say that um, you are in person as appealing a person as you are on the air. And I'm saying that because we had pleasure of talking about various things when I met you and your friends from Oklahoma last month. That's right, John. That's right. Oh, what a pleasure that you called in. Thank you, John. You're terrific. Thank you. And by the way, you are as nice in person, too. What a what a pleasure that was, John. It, it really was. And I, I hope your friends really had a great time here. They did. Their, and you were so visit. kind to point us. And, and by the way, we were on our way, as you know, to the 9-11 Museum. Right. Um, and, and I'm so glad we went. It was really emotional, but I felt it was really important and they really wanted to go. And I was, uh, it was, I think every American needs to go there, John. It is such a, it's holy ground, sacred ground. Um, and it really makes you appreciate this country when you see what happened to obviously so sadly, you know, almost 3000 people that day, you know, it's such an appreciation. How, how fortuitous that we're talking today, John. I know. Let me say that, uh, what has helped instill greatly my love for this great nation of ours is the service done by members of my family as far back as World War II. And more recently, during the last two Gulf Wars, uh, serving first in the Navy and 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 in my more recent uh, younger relatives in, in in the Army, and I'm very very proud of what they have accomplished, especially since two of them graduated from West Point. Oh my gosh! They, they served. Um, and, and by the way, John, I remember you also have like an amazing. Um, scholastic background and educational background and colleges and helping. So you, you've got a, You've got a family of service and geniuses, too. So that's a good thing. Good genes. But I, I wish more Americans were like that and less like uh, that ex-bartender who's too busy criticizing our Supreme Court these days. Right. So. She she just doesn't get like that. There is a I system know. of justice. And 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 by the way, the, the court has made some decisions that were very favorable to Democrats recently, too. Not not the way they wanted it on affirmative action and some of the other cases. But there have been ones that have been, you know, a lot of people were surprised the way that some of the ju- conservative justices ruled for the Democrats. So. I mean, you know, it's like they were the greatest court in the world uh, two weeks ago. And then last week, they're, you know, down in the dumpster. And and to to question the institutions and to throw the word impeachment to me 
It's just I think it cheapens. Um, you know, you have to at least respect the institutions. And I agree with you completely. You know, no matter how you feel, you know, about about things, you have to appreciate that. And you also have to understand understand once you hear it, you go, OK, it, they were judging it, saying a president can't unilaterally make a decision on money. It has to go through Congress. I mean, uh, it's pretty clear cut. And in fact, the president even knew it. I mean, he even made comments in the past that a president can't suddenly, you know, do a student loan forgiveness. So did Nancy Pelosi. You know, it's like it, it was so much politics, but they're buying into it. And to trash the court, I think, is really unseemly. Um, and, and by the way, John, before I let you go, thank you for your family service. You mentioned the Army and Navy. And um, and I hope you have a great, great Fourth of July. It was so great running into you. You're terrific. Likewise. And you, too. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Let's go to Pete on line five. Pete, your thoughts, my friend. Hey, Rita, first of all, happy birthday, America. Yay, and happy to, birthday to our great country. Absolutely. And patriots like you, Scott Libido, I can't even start mentioning them. I thank God for because you're getting the message out. Donald Trump is making a return. Every day it gets better and better and better. He's the only one that can handle the situation. He's done it before. I like DeSantis, but he's the future. He's four or eight years away because Donald Trump, you know, his age, he's up there, but he's sharp as a tack. I mean, the guy is brilliant. I love the man. I idolize the man. I feel that he is, you know, somebody said on your show one time he was sent by God. And I kind of, you know, didn't think of it that way, but now I do. He's here to save us and make America what it's supposed to be the greatest nation in the world. So you think he will be the nominee, and do you believe he'll be the 47th president, Pete? I believe so. The only person that could beat Donald Trump is Donald Trump. He's the only person. He lay, he didn't believe what they did in this election could even happen, and neither did anybody else. I thought, you know, that thought that in the election, you know... The, and the, and the, by the way, Pete, by the way, Pete, I think he also is astounded at, um, you know, if somebody said, hey, by the way, uh, you're going to be impeached twice. Uh, they're going to go after you on classified documents and a business filing uh, in New York and classified documents special you know, counsel. Then they're going to throw another maybe 30, 40 counts. Then they're going to do this. Then they're going to try to impeach you again. I mean, it's like it's I, I don't think anybody would have ever imagined that the Democrats would throw everything, including the kitchen sink, at him. They're throwing the whole kitchen at him. You know what I mean? I mean, and he's still standing. And he's still standing. Pete, is there anyone else that actually? I, I, I certainly give Trump so much credit for his resilience. I mean, I don't know if any other candidate, uh, Republican or Democrat, that could deal with the kind of uh, crap. How's that? That he's dealing with. Any other man would have had a nervous breakdown of what they did to him. I mean, this was like a crucifixion. Absolutely. They, they did everything but nail him to a cross. And I'm he sure. is, and Pete, he is still, still standing. And, and our great country, thank goodness, is still standing too. Um, Pete, thank you. We love you. And I hope you and your wonderful wife have a great 4th of July. Uh, everybody will be back after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show.
as we head into a great 4th of July. I hope all of you have a wonderful time with family and friends and also just enjoy and appreciate this country and especially our military and those who sacrifice so much to make this great country incredible. Uh, we're still a new country, by the way. I, I, you know, as much as we feel like we've been around a long time, we are still a relatively young nation in the world. Uh, and boy, have we come very far. Uh, but we got to protect it. We got to defend it. And we also have to defend equal rights for everybody. That's what America stands for. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Dave. Uh, line four. Dave, your thoughts. Rita. Uh, you know what depresses me so much when you get that basketball player making remarks in the contract that they have? There, shouldn't they have something that says if you they must be getting letters? They don't want to come and see uh, the team if, because she's making remarks about the country. You know, Dave, you are right. I, I wish that they were not doing that. It's disgusting. And there should be something in their contract that says, you cannot disparage this nation. It should be you can't disparage the team because you shouldn't despair, obviously, who you're playing for. You can't disparage the country, um, you know, the values that this country stands for. There should be a morals clause. And to me, it's kind of immoral uh, to be trashing America. And especially it's a country that pays you and gave her uh, and so many opportunities that she's playing all over, you know, all over the world and doing much better than the average American by far. And yet she's saying it's trash because of a decision. I agree with you. One thousand thousand percent. Uh, bravo, bravo, bravo. Uh, let's go to Steve. Line two. Steve, your thoughts. Uh, yeah. In light of the weaponization of language by the left with such things like pronouns and forcing teams to rename and companies to rename. How about turnaround is fair play? Time Magazine, Us Magazine, People Magazine, New York Times Magazine, uh, uh, 60 Minutes, the CBS Magazine. Let's point out that all their words, let's put them in consternation. They begin with MAGA. Yeah, by the way, that's very interesting. That's a lot of MAGA. How do they live with themselves? How do they wake up in the morning? Precisely. Why don't we uh, start a movement to call all the publishers and say, we see that you are supporting Make America Great Again by having time Make America Great Again. That's a great... Steve, bravo, bravo, bravo. You put a big smile on my face as we head into this 4th of July holiday. Everybody, we love you. We love America. And I'll talk to you tomorrow night. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.